When less water falls on us from the sky, then less water enters the ground beneath our feet. And it's this simple fact that makes life so complicated for irrigators and foresters that are sharing the same catchment. Today, two sides of the same story. Well, I mean, this used to be our pride and joy. This is about a a 25, 30 hectare wetland, which was quite permanent. We had brogas nesting here, big lots of ducks and swans. And in the last nine years, it's basically caught little bits of water in the wintertime, but dries out every summer. This is Kent Martin, farmer, hunter and environmentalist. This year, it's totally dry, apart from one dam that we looked at just in front of us with about six inches of water in it. That's the only water that's left in this wetland. And yet I saw that photograph in your lounge room of a much wetter time. That was taken how long ago? That was 1983, 84, and that was up showing the impacts of the uh, Ash Wednesday bushfire, which destroyed the forest up here, and we then saw this major rise in the water table. And you've actually got that notated yeah. on a piece of paper yeah. here? Yeah, I mean, this is what I call the living laboratory, uh, Nangwari Observation Well Number 9. It shows you that uh, the water level in 1983 and how it rose three metres in the subsequent four or five years and, and maintained those levels until uh, there was closure of the new forest canopy. And then subsequently it's gone back and we're down lower than the levels of 1983. And then there's the forestry view. Well, forests obviously intercept more water than a, than a grassland does and that's always been acknowledged and it's always been factored into the regional water budget. In fact, most of these forests that we're standing in here, previous to this, they were native forests. So this land has never resulted in, in recharge to the aquifer. Compared to the, the pasture across the road, we'd still be recharging perhaps 15% of, of what the, the pasture areas do. Phil Lloyd is a resource manager for a large pine plantation company that's been doing business in the same region for a good 80 years. Forestry's never had an official allocation like uh, an irrigation licence. Is it time um, you did? Well, that's what's being debated. The concern now today is that if there needs to be a reduction in irrigation licences in this region, the issue is, well, should the trees share in that reduction because trees are intercepting potential recharge. It sounds like it makes sense. Does it make sense? Well, the flaw in the argument is that the trees intercept less and less water as the rainfall reduces. So the issue with the irrigators is that they're continuing to pump the same volumes they've always pumped with no regard to the the recent reductions in recharge and rainfall. Forestry gets a bit fanciful at times with their view of the world. I mean, irrigators absolutely have to toe the line. I mean, at this point in time, you can't put a bore down without having an allocation and permission, and you can't shift allocations around without going through certain hydrological processes. You can't go into certain areas. So there's absolute restriction on what irrigation can do, and it's quite well regulated. You don't need a licensing system to make a tree intercept less water when it rains less. That happens naturally. 
Licensing instruments like water licences are there to motivate behaviour. If you're an irrigator, you invest in new technology or you change your practices to use less water, and that's why you have a licensing system to motivate that. You don't need a licensing system to motivate a tree to use less water when it rains less. It just happens automatically, so why would you do it? There's no threat to forestry. There's actually quite a proper amount of water being set aside and they can actually be offered this as a water entitlement or whatever form they wish to take it in. So existing forestry is going to be treated exactly the same as existing irrigation was when this area was proclaimed. And this will give them long-term security that I actually thought they wanted. So far, Kent and Phil have only talked about how trees intercept rain. But what about their roots? Aren't they also using water? Perhaps that's a discussion for another time. You've heard the story. Now play the game. Here's Tim Stubbs. Plantation timber is pretty good for your water table because it takes it down. But be a little bit careful when you choose what sort of plantation you want to put in. The native plantations give you a lot better options for your environmental health. So just keep that in your mind when you're after plantations to make some money. Your land, your water, your choice. Catchmentdetox.net.au